Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cadena Office Hours with Blockchain Doug. Let's take a listen. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another Doug Office Hours. It's been a while, but um, yeah, how are you doing, Doug? Are you glad to be back? Hey, Jeff. Yeah, I'm stoked to be back doing the office hours. Um, we've been We've been off making making great progress and uh my main focus for the past little while and probably into the future is is going to be on growing the team and uh building out the the organization that we need to be able to deliver um you know all of the things that we need to do there's tons of work um i couldn't be more stoked because we've gotten some phenomenal senior engineer hires this year um, and, and some in the last few months as well. And, uh, it takes time to get people up to speed, onboarded, figure out how to organize the, the organization and, uh, you know, get, get situated so that we can improve our velocity going forward. You have to kind of stop engineering and slow your, your pace down uh, up front if you want to actually be able to speed up later. And so that's what we're doing. Um, we had some great in-person um, conversations with the core Kadena leadership, and I, I've never been more excited about uh, what, we, what we're doing and who we've got and the potential. Awesome. Yeah, there have definitely been some conversations about um, the Kadena team. And so, yeah, that's, I, I hope that that reassures the community that we're growing the team and just uh, just solidifying our knowledge and trying to kind of communicate with the community more going forward. And so, um, yeah, so thank, thank you everyone for joining. Let's just uh, jump straight in. Uh, the first question, why have there been so, uh, so much problems around chain three uh, and in cross-chain transfer in particular, so congestions, transactions getting stuck multiple times for NFT launches, et cetera, from DJ Master on Twitter. Great question. Um, we've we've uh, seen these same kinds of questions before. Um, fundamentally, this is uh, really an issue of gas pricing. And up until pretty recently, we've never really had congestion problems on Kadena. But now that a lot more people have found out about us, we're seeing really significant growth in projects and transactions and activity. And now we're starting to see some of the expected congestion. Gas and gas prices are the way that proof-of-work blockchains deal with this. It's going to be the same on Kadena as it is on Ethereum or any other um, uh, smart contract blockchain. You, you have to basically sort transactions by gas. 
So if you have a transaction that you want to go in faster, you need to pay a higher gas price. And it doesn't have to be much. Um, the gas prices on Cadena are so low that uh, it's really not going to make a meaningful difference. But uh, in many cases, um, transactions that are put into, you know, put into a chain in a batch during some kind of launch, they're all going to have the same gas price. And if you want your transaction to go in ahead of those, then give a higher gas price. Well, the reason that probably people don't know about this is because a lot of tools don't necessarily make that very easy or, or uh, even possible. And this is where the ecosystem just is going to take some time to evolve. We, we have to, um, ecosystem participants, wallets, uh, anyone sending transactions to Cadena is going to need to build more functionality for um, a more sophisticated choosing of your gas price, which allows you to kind of get your transaction in sooner. We understand at Cadena that we also need to build more infrastructure to make this easier and more convenient for the users. So we're, th this is kind of an end user thing. And we also recognize that uh, we want to make these, these kinds of things as easy as possible. So we are definitely thinking about this. Um, and I think these are all like good problems to have. It's a sign that our network is growing, more people are using it. And uh, that, that makes me super excited. And uh, you know, we're gonna have to work through the issues as they arise. Yeah, that's a great, uh, that's a great answer that leads to uh, the next question. Uh, recently, we have gotten multiple questions and conversations on social media. Uh, wondering how Cadena compares to uh, other blockchains that have much faster block times. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? Ah, <laughs> great question. I've uh, I've seen some of these conversations. Um, one of the, I, I think this is a really big fallacy that like block times are the solution to everything. Uh, I don't think they are, and f there are a few reasons. First of all. <laughs> This is global consensus that we're talking about. It can only be done so fast. You cannot uh, drop block, block times arbitrarily. Um, I'm very confident that a 100 millisecond block time is not really a feasible thing. Now, between there and 30 seconds, there's a lot of room and people will point that out. Um, where's, the, where's the optimal place? I'm not sure. Um, but I don't think that our choice is a bad one. Um, you, you have to kind of really kind of think in context of what are the other systems that we're comparing this to. The other systems are things like um, the stock market. The stock market settles in two to three days. 30 seconds is just like uh, instantaneous compared to that. Um, this, I, I think it just pays to keep this in mind. Also, credit card companies. You know, these are the things that we go to a, a grocery store, we swipe our card, and the transaction goes through in seconds. Credit card companies have finality of like 30 days. Like you can, you can dispute a, a charge and the uh, system has to be able to deal with that. So credit card finality is arguably 30 days or even more. So it just isn't, uh, I, I think the debate between 30 seconds and 
20 and 15 and 10 and five and whatever, whatever block time you're interested in. I just don't think it's all that significant when you zoom out and look at the wider picture that uh, systems that we use today that are serving the global needs have finality in terms of days or weeks. And we're talking about a pretty magical uh, technology that allows you to shrink that down to 30 seconds. And now people are saying, oh, that's not fast enough. Um, I, I just don't really buy the argument. And I think it's, it's a fairly uh, unsophisticated argument. So, but what people do care about are like, how, how long do I have to wait? And that's a meaningful thing. It's, it's a user experience question. Like, I wanna know when my transaction has gone through. Well, I just said we have systems that have much longer finality times. How do they do it? They play a variety of um, tricks to try to give the user uh, a, a fairly high confidence that their transaction went through quickly, even though it actually didn't. They're, they're covering up the reality uh, and they are presenting a user experience that is a lot more like what users want. Case in point, Robinhood, their app, and the whole GameStop GME uh, situation some months back. The, a lot of people were, were really frustrated when they were trading GME and uh, they, all of a sudden they couldn't because Robinhood halted trading. The fundamental thing going on there, um, that was caused by the disconnect between what Robinhood makes you think the confirmation is and what the confirmation actually is. That disconnect was the source of that kind of major like user frustration because trades don't confirm that quickly. And Robinhood makes you think they do, but they actually don't. And when you get into some less, less common situations where there's a lot more activity, the, the systems that they've built to try to fool you into thinking that you can confirm your trades and your transactions, they, they end up showing their, their uh, you know, weak points. And, uh, you know, that's, that situation um, was a very, very unusual situation with very unusual levels of activity in the, uh, the names involved. And you, you have to stop and ask yourself, well, is, is this uh, kind of fakery, or it's not fakery because it does lead to a better user experience, but, but you're kind of covering up some of the details, is that worth it for the user? And I think a lot of people will probably say that it is worth it because it, it made trading on Robinhood more accessible to more people. Um, and most of the time, the mechanisms that they put in place to cover up the, the actual confirmation time work fine. And so what I think we will see on Kadena is we will see those same kinds of techniques being applied. And now, instead of trying to speed up a several day confirmation time, we can, we'll be working from a, a 30 second mark. We, we can speed up a 30 second confirmation time and we can use these same techniques that have been used in traditional finance systems for decades. Now, there's one other thing, factor to take into consideration here, and that is um, whether this is a smart contract blockchain or just a cryptocurrency. 
If you are just a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, Bitcoin does have some scripting with Bitcoin script, but um, just as, as like a, a generalization, let's just say it's, it's only oriented around transfers. It certainly doesn't allow generalized smart contracts like Ethereum does. Um, the, the transfer is a very fixed cost in those systems, but transactions in a smart contract blockchain can run arbitrary computer code. And I think this is something that uh, a lot of people miss, and I've seen it missed in conversations on this topic. It takes time to run computer code. It takes time for a computer to do calculations. And when you are processing a block, you have to process all of the transactions that are in that block, and you have to actually calculate them. So there has to be limits. The block time limits the complexity of the calculations you can do. If, uh, if you have a one second block time, you definitely can't calculate anything that takes longer than a second. Definitely, because otherwise your system will slow down, blocks will come in too fast, it just won't work. Now, in practice, it has to be even substantially less than that. Um, you know, I don't know where the exact boundary is, but I'm pretty confident that uh, if you have a one-second block time, you're probably going to have to limit your transactions to less than half a second and, and very potentially less, uh, substantially less than that because you have to take into account the amount of time that it takes to transfer the data around the world, etc. In these cases, the difference between a smart contract blockchain and just a, a cryptocurrency blockchain is really significant. We have been dealing with this and learning about the behavior of smart contracts and um, how to execute them. And we're getting better and more reliable in how long um, we can allow those, those uh, smart contracts to run for. And uh, if, this is, if these conversations are being had um, by you know, blockchains that don't even have smart contracts, then they, they have a whole new set of, of uh, considerations that they just haven't even been um, probably thinking about or aware of because um, we thought about it from the get-go and there, and there was still tons of stuff that we um, have learned and I think will continue to learn as we go forward. So um, I also want to make this point. A smart contract blockchain is quite a different thing because all of your operations in, in a, a Bitcoin-type blockchain, with, which is just a cryptocurrency, they finish in a very, very predictable amount of time. But when you, when you open up to general smart contracts, they finish in a much less predictable amount of time and you still have to limit it. So my response to the people that say, hey, you should have a, a one second block time is, oh, well, I don't really want to limit what my users can do that substantially. 30 seconds feels like a nice trade-off between um, confirmation and um, did, and allowing the user to do some pretty sophisticated smart contracts. And if we decrease it from 30 seconds, we are going to be decreasing the amount of transactions and the complexity of the transactions that our blockchain can express. So as with many things, it's not just um, all, all roses for lower block times. There's a very clear trade-off there. And uh, we think that, that the block time that we chose makes a lot of sense. And it's still like an order of magnitude or two better than existing systems. Speaking of uh, blocks and data, 
Um, this leads to the next question from the community. Uh, video Anon from Twitter asks, can blockchain justify that the problem of storing data by simply pruning it? Some popular chains claim that they are going to use some sort of pruning to deal with massive state growth and ETH now too. Is immutable is immutability really that important or is it fine to just delete data? Great question. Um, and, and I think this this really um, is one of the the largest questions in the industry, especially for Kadena, now that we have figured out how to how to scale blockchains, this is going to be a bigger issue the, the higher the larger scale you get. And uh, I think that there's a combination of strategies. Some people, some applications uh, probably really like to have that that permanent history of everything that has happened. But uh, it's, it's a great observation that that might actually be more, more information than you want to store. And I think that there are, it's not just a, a, you know, black and white solution. I think that there are many middle grounds. We can have um, checkpoints of the blockchain state. We can make it optional for nodes to throw away the, the transaction data before whatever the checkpoint was. Um, this is all stuff that we are really, really thinking about in the engineering team at Kadena because it's going to be very significant for helping us to scale, um, you know, decades into the future. So, yes, this is this is absolutely a strategy that might make sense. And we are going to be investigating these kinds of strategies of creating checkpoints making it more efficient to, um, you know, move databases around um, to, to get up to speed with the latest blockchain data. And, you know, maybe in the future, the default uh, mode of operation might be that you start with some kind of a snapshot um, as of, you know, uh, a few days or weeks or months prior, and then you just sync the data that's happened since then. Um, you know, we're not going to come up with a good, robust design here uh, on an office hours, but this is absolutely a reasonable observation. And we are considering all of these kinds of things because at the end of the day, we need a scalable system. Uh, speaking of our blockchain, we have a question that has been recurring for some time. Uh, Kadena Sweden asked about Coro and whether it works on uh, the status and kind of learning more about it. And so would you mind um, kind of shedding more light about Coro since that seems to be a kind of recurring topic in the community? Sure. Kuro, uh, just as a quick introduction, is the private blockchain software that Kadena built in the very early days. Kadena actually started life as um, a company focused on enterprise blockchain. And we built Kuro, which is a very uh, performant uh, scalable private blockchain and like scalable BFT consensus system. Um, it, it's there. It's something that we have. Um, but the reason people are asking about it I, is because they're, they're thinking about it, building things um, potentially that use Kuro. And uh, they think that's important. For Kadena right now, everything's, everything's a trade-off. And uh, a lot of other people might might consider Kuro a very high priority for Kadena um, in the past months and probably going forward, as we're starting to see with a lot of these other questions, 
we have a ton of engineering to do. And so Kuro just hasn't been a really high priority for us. And I think that's fine. It doesn't mean that it has to stay that way in the future. Um, Kadena needs to see a very clear uh, and compelling uh, customer business case that that uh, justifies the putting more time and effort into Kuro. And if, uh, if community members uh, and projects have things they would like to do with it, they should absolutely get in touch with us. And, um, you know, we can we can look into grants. But on also, it's open source software. So you can you can maintain it yourself, you can you can make the changes that you need to, everything is out there publicly. Um, I don't think people need to uh, have the mentality that they they can't do this thing unless um, we give them permission. It's free, it's available, and anyone can modify it. It was kind of, this is a, a little realization that I had actually very early in my programming career. Um, I, I kind of had this view of like, oh, I can only do the things that, that you know, they told me. And uh, if you limit yourself to, to just the stuff that you've learned in a textbook, and, and that's out there for you, you're going to be uh, not, not able to do a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. And so I think the community needs to be more willing to dive in and get their hands dirty. Um, and uh, if there are compelling reasons for us to put time and energy into Kuro, we're absolutely willing to do so. But we are going to do it with um, like a very clear uh, business and, and community ecosystem uh, benefit and value in mind. So um, I understand that it's, it may be frustrating when Cadena's priorities are not necessarily the same as someone's personal priorities, but uh, you know they're just not. We're we're here. We're thinking bigger than any one single project. We're thinking about what's best for the whole entire ecosystem, and we are absolutely willing to put effort in if we see the value there. And so um, yeah. We, we encourage people to, to uh, continue looking at this stuff. I believe Kuro does um, build and work. It is on an older version of Pact. I think it wouldn't be very difficult to upgrade it to the newer version of Pact. Um, we have other things that we're focused on right now. And so, uh, you know, the community probably needs to step up and, and do some things if they really want this. Um, or present a really compelling use case to us that uh, for why this should justify our engineering effort. This might be awkward because the next question might be a, a compelling argument from the community. Uh, <laughs> Timmy T R nine 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 from Twitter asks: Can any privacy coin or feature be built on Kadena KDA blockchain? Can KDA have ECK rollups to improve TPS per chain? And so Coro, I think it could. Do that, but uh, yeah, I'll let you answer the question. The answer is absolutely. Uh, we definitely can build privacy things on top of Kadena. We're a generalized smart contract platform. Um, our our original approach when we launched, we talked about this. Like we care about privacy, um, but uh, we didn't want to build it into the system from day one because. Um, then you kind of attract a lot more uh, scrutiny and criticism and like accusations of of uh, being money laundering um, and stuff like that. And so we wanted to build a, a, just a really solid, scalable public blockchain. And then anyone can come along and build ZK uh, or, or various privacy uh, approaches on top of it. 
And uh, I don't think that those approaches have to use Kuro to do so. There's many different ways that you can achieve that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. I, I would love to see people doing privacy-related things on Kadena. Um, we, we have looked into it ourselves, you know, as, as with all of these other things, there's, there's just a billion different things we could be doing. And, uh, so, so just like saying, oh, why aren't you doing this? Eh, we're not doing that because we have to sit down and relentlessly prioritize the things that we think are going to move the needle the most, the quickest. And, um, you know, eventually I'm, I'm quite confident we will get there with respect to, privacy features and uh, ZK rollups, et cetera. Great. And so I guess improve, uh, there's another question from the community slash just general uh, about the general projects on Kadena. How is the team going to scale dApps across chains? How will the team reduce the confusion, confusion caused by working with so many chains that is leading to poor user experience? It was difficult for me, a techie, to execute a cross-chain transaction, let alone the average user from real Corey Cortez from Twitter? Great question. Um, so there's, I think there's a, a couple of different sub-questions uh, lurking in there. There's kind of the, the scaling, just generic scaling across chains. And then there's like a specific question about cross-chain operations. Um, so I'll, I'll do the cross-chain one first. Uh, we, so this has been an issue since the very beginning. And we created this little tool, this finished cross-chain transfer tool uh, at, in the early days that helped with this. Um, recently, as a result of other changes and improvements that we've been making to Pact, oh, by the way, some of these improvements are, are really significant in terms of um, making sure that the smart contracts execute in a predictable amount of time like we were talking about earlier. Uh, it, it is important for us to make sure that, that our gas model accurately matches the, uh, the real world computation time and resource consumption. And uh, so we made some changes to continue refining and making sure that our gas model matches reality. And that caused some issues with gas stations because gas stations had certain limits uh, programmed into them so that um, the gas stations wouldn't wouldn't get drained. This is uh, just a more kind of a consequence of growth, consequence of more people using the system. And we understand that better tooling needs to be um, like built for making cross chains more easy and doable. There are a bunch of things that we're thinking about. I had some conversations just last week about how we might be able to make uh, running a cross-chain finishing service like a profitable thing. If you, if you have a, just a, a generic gas station that just will finish any cross-chain transfer, well, that, that requires gas and um, you know, costs money to run. But if we can build a system that allows people to make a profit off of finishing your cross-chain transfers, then we can have a sustainable system. Uh, it doesn't have to be a large profit. It doesn't have to be people, people gouging uh, end users. But it's very important that you not, have, not be running at a loss um, 
there, there are some great examples of this in the past. Um, I think the Argent wallet originally when they launched, they said, we want to improve the user experience. So we're going to pay the gas for our users. Well, a while later, the Ethereum gas prices went really high and it just straight up wasn't, wasn't feasible for them. And they had to roll that back. Let's not forget about the experiences of, of the past when we're designing these systems here that we want to take us and scale into the future. Um, I, a lot of people say, oh, it's just so, so little money. Why just pay it? You know, just finish everyone's cross-chain transfers for them. Yeah, I mean, we could do that right now, but I honestly don't think that is the best direction to go in for the community because it's not necessarily sustainable. And we don't want to get to that point where, where we have, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of users and then all of a sudden realize, uh-oh, we can't pay the gas anymore because of, of whatever reasons. And then we have to figure something else out. So I think it's super important to think hard about building systems that we know are sustainable. And if, if it's just paying gas, that's not, not going to be sustainable, I think, in the, in the logical conclusion if Cadena gets to the, the scale and scope that we hope it does. So we are thinking very carefully about how to make these kinds of things sustainable so that people can run, anyone really, could run a cross-chain finishing service. They could make a small amount of profit and uh, provide a valuable service for the community as well. Um, this is, this is a, a really interesting challenge, and we think we have some unique technology with respect to the way PACT works and how it uh, can handle cross-chain operations natively. Uh, we think we, we can, this is definitely a solvable problem for us. And as a result of seeing the community dealing with the, these challenges, we're putting more thought into that as well. So we have noticed, we, we uh, have not uh, just, just left you, but these things are, take time. They're a function of, um, you know, growing, growing uh, community uh, size, number of transactions, uh, et cetera. And so I think this is this is uh, one of those things that uh, we're we're going to get better and better, and we have a really good potential solution in the long term, and in the medium term, the near term, uh, we we have already improved things. Different ecosystem participants have been working on making it easier to do these finishing transactions. So um, you know, Cadena is about building the the uh, foundation for a scalable ecosystem. And we're making sure that we're, we're getting that foundation right. And then we're gonna collaborate with the community to build better tools and uh, services to make this, this foundational technology work for everybody. Um, when you mentioned about um, the changes with PATH to kind of make the gas model more realistic, um, this leads up to a really good next question, which is from Kadena New Zealand. Our understanding is that PACT keeps evolving and improving as the Kadena team works on it. Uh, do you have any alpha on the digital PACT course and when it will be released? As usual, not going to give any dates, but I will say that we, we are definitely working on uh, documenting our system. 
creating better onboarding uh, materials and making it easier to learn about Kadena. And uh, we have we have significant progress in that area. And you will, you know, keep keep stay tuned. Stuff will be coming out, and I'm really excited about the developments there. Um, to to kind of go back um, and maybe address the the other portion of the last question about just kind of how we scale DApps across chains. I've mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. Every application needs their own kind of considerations with respect to scaling. And uh, Kadena is the raw materials. Kadena is like a multi-core CPU. Programming techniques took years to evolve to really take advantage of multi-core CPUs. And I don't think there's any reason to expect differently with blockchain uh, type of scaling. We have done um, a number of things. The big one that, that I kind of like to talk about is this little IntelliSend demo that I dropped a while back. It is still, it is still in the works. Um, and that thing basically allows, it, it handles chains for you completely. It, it just says, how, mon- how many coins do you want to send and who do you want to send it to? And then it analyzes which chains you have coins on and it automatically figures out some kind of a strategy that that mostly tries to minimize the number of transfers not strictly minimize but you can if if we stop thinking about single chain um approaches and we just think of like oh it doesn't matter which chain it's on which is true if if you if your public key controls the coins chains are just are just a, a detail that the user shouldn't have to worry about and we absolutely can get to a world where the user doesn't have to worry about those. Your wallet just looks on all the chains and it says, ah, here's my balance. And then you shouldn't have to worry about the chains. Now, where that might not be true is in scenarios where certain applications build on not all of the chains. And that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Um, because again, every application has their own scaling concerns. You may not, if you're a DEX, you might not want to fragment the liquidity and put, you know, like a million of your your uh, USD stable coin, your wrapped USD or wrapped USDC. You may not want to split the liquidity across multiple chains because having more liquidity generally gives a better a better uh, experience for swaps. So as with computer scaling with multi-core, it, every, every individual application needs its own specific special case thinking. You have to figure out what is the right solution for you. And with things like IntelliSend um, and the wallet APIs that we are working on that make that stuff possible, you need to be able to sign multiple transactions in one signing request. That's, that's a really important feature. These things are all in progress. We are working on them, and uh, we we will get them out as fast as we can. So, um, yeah, scaling scaling is hard. We're here because we like hard problems, and and we like to to really dig in. We think that solving hard problems gives you a competitive advantage um, because other people might not be able to, uh, you know, create good solutions to those things. This will take time. And uh, 
I, I think it's just a normal course of uh, evolution. One thing, one little side note I will say is I just love being a builder because we can focus on building and not really need to worry terribly about the, the ups and downs of the markets that a lot of people are, seem to be bothered with right now. I would recommend, hey, if, if uh, you're sitting around and you're, you're frustrated with where the, the market is right now, hey, it's not just you. It's not just blockchain. Whole world markets are, are in a bit of turmoil. Why don't you focus on building, building some new cool stuff? And uh, I think that there's, uh, that's, that's the best way to take blockchain to where we want it to be. I think you already teased this a bit um, with the telecent, but Katoshi, uh, I guess, Katena uh, <laughs> Yes, uh, clever name. From Twitter asked, what, what features are you looking forward to the most that will come to Kadena? So scalability and then uh, IntelliSend, right? Or do you have other kind of ideas? IntelliSend is, is kind of my personal baby. And so that's the one I keep coming back to. Um, but, but it's probably worth a little bit more um, detail about why I'm interested in that. Once we get these foundational tools available, and oh, by the way, these tools don't exist in any other ecosystem. Um, because we're the only ecosystem that has these multiple chains and has these kinds of needs to be able to sign multiple different transactions at the same time. So, so we're breaking new ground here. But if we, if we step back and we look at IntelliSend, what is it doing? It is looking at all the chains. It is seeing which chains you have coins on. And it's deciding... Ah, I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to send 100 KDA, maybe I'll do 80 KDA from chain two to chain two, no cross chains involved. And maybe I'll do like 15 KDA on chain eight and, you know, the, la the rest of it on chain 14. And then it can construct all of those transactions at the same time. It can um, send them at the same time. But there's a whole lot of interesting possibilities that a system like this can use. Imagine, we, people asked about chain three congestion earlier. IntelliSend could be watching the congestion on all chains. And it could see that chain three has a bunch of pending transactions. And it could, like I mentioned earlier, increase its gas price. So you kind of go to the front of the pack or it could just avoid chain three entirely and it could transfer your coins on different chains. This requires we, we, users to have their money spread out. Do you want your money spread out across every single chain? Eh, probably not. Um, it's probably, but, but like, all having your coins on a single chain probably isn't the ideal situation either. A tool like IntelliSend, we can add pretty significant smarts so that it can figure out a better strategy for which chains to use. And, and it can do a number of things. It can minimize or completely eliminate cross-chain transfers because maybe you don't care which chain your, your coins go on, in which case... Why deal with the overhead of a cross-chain transfer? Um, it can also kind of preemptively spread your coins around 
to multiple chains. It could, can do stats to figure out which are the chains that are, that are the most congested, and it can try to move your coins to chains that are less congested preemptively. And then later, when you come along and you want to do a quick transfer, it can take the, the you know, not congested roads. It can avoid the traffic jams, so to speak, to use, to use an automobile analogy. Um, I think this is super cool. And we haven't even begun to explore this kind of potential yet. And, uh, you know, like imagine your wallet, you know, it just handles the chains for you and it handles it in a really smart way that uh, lets you avoid congestion, lets you pay lower fees, lets your, your transfers get through more quickly. We have the ability to do these things. And we have to nail down certain kinds of core things like our wallet signing API, which is in progress. Um, I've been talking about it for a while. IntelliSend um, was created on an older version of Wallet Connect. And since then, Wallet Connect completely overhauled their whole system. And they, they decided, you know, we're gonna, we need to make some serious changes. And we had to basically rewrite all of our Wallet Connect stuff. So, um, you know, some of these kinds of delays, this, this is another reason why I don't give dates. You can't really predict these kinds of delays. It was important for us to start using Wallet Connect when we did, because that started getting us thinking about these things uh, and working towards these, these solutions. But, you know, there's some cost with being on the bleeding edge where, uh, you know, things change quickly. You have to react. You have to um, maybe rewrite things that you wouldn't have to if you weren't on the bleeding edge. So that's just one, one uh, like piece of uh, what we've encountered when trying to build out these tools. But it's super exciting to think about really sophisticated wallets, really sophisticated anything. IntelliSend is a sophisticated transfer tool. And it's, it doesn't have to be a wallet. This is another cool thing. I've definitely heard people in the community arguing that this is not the right approach. I've heard arguments, the wallets should do more things, not less things. And I'm not going to disagree. From like an end user experience perspective, that makes perfect sense. But there's a ton of value in us being able to build a really tiny wallet kernel and that can can handle a whole bunch of situations. And then we can do innovation elsewhere on the front end, like IntelliSend. IntelliSend is not a wallet. We don't have to worry about wallet things. We can just focus on sophisticated transfer uh, algorithms. And I think that being able to decompose the system and the ecosystem into much smaller pieces that do one thing and really do it well I think that's going to make our ecosystem more powerful. And eventually what, what people are asking for of like an all encompassing tool that handles your transfers, handles your, your wallet signing, handles your NFTs. I think those things will emerge over time, but it makes sense at this stage to focus on really um, clean and, and small and well-defined components and then group those components together. 
I wrote IntelliSend and it, it works with Chainweaver. As soon as any other wallet goes and implements the wallet API, IntelliSend will work with those wallets. And so now kind of magically, IntelliSend can be used by a much greater set of, of Kadena users than would have been the case if you could only build IntelliSend into a wallet itself. Um, I think this just gives us well, a lot more power and flexibility. And uh, we, we need to keep working with the community to uh, document things, educate things, improve the onboarding, because we're seeing a huge increase in people using our system. And we want to kind of unlock that potential. Awesome. I think that's it for all the community questions that were asked. Since uh, you're, you've just, you're coming back from, you know, meeting all the, uh, coming back and starting the office hours again, let's, uh, we could, we could punt the kind of the live questions till next office hours. Uh, Sounds good. Sound? Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And, and I guess to end it, and this uh, Thursday's off. Do you have any like last uh, comments for the you know community, like what you're working on currently, or things that you're most excited about uh, in the coming weeks slash month? Yeah, I'm excited that we are growing, we're hiring, and we're doing so when uh, tons of companies, including huge, well-respected companies, are laying off and um, you know downsizing. We're in a good position. This is the proof is in the pudding. Like we can say that we're in a good position, but like if we're not hiring, we're hiring, we're growing, and I'm I'm super excited about the prospects. I think the future is very bright. Uh, I understand that the community is uh, experiencing some growing pains. I think these are signs that we are doing things right, um, and uh, it takes time to get this this kind of a complex ecosystem in place and I have uh, confidence that we have the right people and team to do so. Um, you can just just be rest assured, we are focusing on, on what is best for the Kadena community. We are focused on uh, organizing Kadena and the ecosystem to, to take maximum advantage of the opportunity we have here. We hear you with respect to all kinds of um, you know, constructive criticism with respect to communication and, uh, you know, development, bugs, system, gas, transactions. Yes, we hear you. Uh, we are paying attention. And uh, I just keep, stay, stay tuned because we have a lot of great stuff coming up. And uh, I, I've never been this excited about what we've got coming at Cadena. Awesome. Yes. Everyone be on the lookout for, um, you know, more kind of highlights of the Canadian team because we're going to start, you know, uh, showcasing all the amazing talent that we have on the Canadian team. But that's on Eco the, for the advisors or just, you know, the awesome team members from Canadian Core. So, yeah, be on the lookout, everyone. And thanks for joining today's uh, office hour. Thanks, Jeff. Great to be back. Uh, we'll see you at the next one. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Kadena Office Hours with Blockchain Doug, recorded on Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. 
plain old and just So we keep it on the one Blast off on the two Help me see the three Third eye open wide Checking out the scene Razor beam focused Starscream jokers Living off the fat of the people they approach Tell me what happens when the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs Make the last stand matter No one ever planned for the famine on deck We was walking all erect with the dead man's swagger Sitting in a little den vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-bubba-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-bubba-billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died From a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the birds view Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Chamber Spaces